Hey, good morning, Tim. Great to be with you this morning. Uh, the good news, a week away from uh, Election Day with the early voting that wraps up on Friday. Uh, one more week for us to hear that commercial, that jingle, that, uh, that some of us go to sleep with. I say that. I guess if there's a runoff, we'll, we'll hear it for another couple of three weeks. What's the story? Tell me about that jingle. Where would that come from? You know, good morning, Tim. One of the things for me, I've always tried to run a positive campaign. I run on me and what I can do to help improve your life and other people's lives here in the state of Georgia. For me, we have far too much negative campaigning. And when my guys first told me they wanted to do a jingle, I, I thought, well, y'all are crazy. But they, uh, <laughs> it is an upbeat message, and it is uh, got a good good opportunity to, to change the dynamic of some politics. How long? A decade or more in the Senate? How long have you been there? Uh, I'm on, on my 12th year. Okay. So, the, uh, so for me, our terms are two years. Mm-hmm. The, uh, we get to to get reelected or not every two years. By the way, you, and I know you, you've pursued this, evidently not to great success, at least not so far. You had the idea, and it's occurred to me over the years, I, I don't know the difference in being a, a state rep and a state senator, except the senators have to represent more people. Same amount of tenure, two-year terms, and the same amount of pay, as far as I understand. Uh, so your idea was to, you know, okay, double the time that a senator would serve. That didn't get off the ground, or at least it hasn't yet. Couldn't couldn't get the house to pick it up and talk about it at all. So the uh, that bill s- still sits in a drawer in, in my office at the Capitol. Now, what's your rationale for wanting it to change? Yeah, uh, well, for me, we elect our local officials for most of them for four years. The uh, uh, you know, if you really want to slow down the amount of money that and what's going on in, in politics, said that if you only have to run half as much, you only have to raise half as much money. Hmm. So for me, the uh, it's about reducing that that. Uh, and what level of influence that may bring to some people. State Senator Frank, I I say this all the time in in the context of of the influence that government has over our lives. I I, I wish it didn't matter as much as it seems to who the president is, who the governor is, who my state senator is. If government weren't so darn powerful, it wouldn't matter who occupies these seats nearly as much as it does. Well, you know, Tim, for me, I I spent 20 years managing uh, three local governments before I ran for the state senate. The uh, government reaches out and affects every part of your life. The closest and the, the one that you see the most often is your local government. And and I'm a, a big fan of local government. It's local control. What issues are coming up? The, uh, you get outside of that, you get to the state level, and you know we have the least impact and the least amount of change that we can do on the federal government. But obviously, all levels of government can change our lives in so many different ways. It's important that people get out to vote and that they do uh, make sure they research their candidates and make sure that they're working for them. Uh, why do you think, Senator again? why do you think not one but two primary challengers this year? What changed from, from previous election cycles? One thing to have Democrats running against you, you got people in your own party running against you. Well, it is, is uh, painful to have that. But, you know, for me, I'm glad that we live in a country where people can decide, hey, I want to run for office. The, uh, the qualifying fee is quite low. So <laughs> the, uh, it's, it's $400 to qualify to run. The, uh, for me, uh, the process, I guess, when you look, the, the district changed quite a bit geographically. The, uh, that could have had a play into it. But I think that, that uh, the, the pandemic and some pent-up frustration with what's going on on the federal level and a lot of people run their campaigns based on federal issues. So they, uh, I'm, I'm much more uh, of the believer that, you know, what can we do here in Georgia to address 
uh, the needs and, and uh, desires of our voters. Uh, State Senator Frank Ginn with us this morning. Again, Election Day one week away, early voting wrapping up on Friday. A half dozen advanced voting sites in Athens. I uh, voted myself yesterday at the library. It was quite simple process of doing a good job there. Your thoughts on elections and election reforms? You were a champion uh, for Senate Bill 202. Did, did that fix everything? What's left to fix? Well, there's a couple things that I would have loved to have got across the finish line in this uh, current year. And that was what happens with with the uh, custody chain of custody on ballots, and what I think that probably the biggest uh, potential pitfall with our elections right now is what happens on absentee ballots. And there's there's some other states that that you know we've looked at with a security paper. One of the things that for me, uh, you want to try to make it uh, fair and honest elections that that are not out there for people to. Uh, take advantage of a situation. One of the things in the legislature, we can only pass laws that affect from the day we pass them moving forward. So I know there were there's a lot of frustration, and, and myself included, with what happened in the 2020 election. But what's your big concern about 2020? What if you could, if you could? I know you're about to say, well, you can't retroactively do things. If you could, what would you go back and revisit? The, uh, for me, I would have loved to have had some measures in place with the absentees. Get rid of the drop boxes. I mean, absolutely, they serve no purpose. They, uh, there's, there's an opportunity for people that can go out and do ballot harvesting, which is against the law. The, uh, what we've got to do is... Do we is, have credible evidence that it happened? Well, I don't know. They, I'm not to judge and jury. I'm the lawmaker. So for me, the uh, uh, I hope that, that uh, our law enforcement officials are, are looking into the uh, situations that I've seen on, on video, what's going on there. I don't know. I You know, that's one of the things that I don't know that... You don't know what you don't know. So for me, uh, I've seen some things that are very questionable that, that make you say, hmm, why is somebody dropping uh, a stack of ballots into a drop box and then peeling off rubber gloves? Those kind of things are what what you got to look at, and just common sense says this is not right. You know, I was listening to your answer, Senator Frank, again there. A couple of I don't knows. That is a rare phrase in life, but especially in politics. Not enough of us uh, eager to tell us that we don't know when we don't know things. Well, for me, I've always tried to make sure I'm working to solve the problem. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to work to try to get to it, and that's where uh, I'm an engineer, and, and, you know, we love to solve problems, but we dang sure don't know everything. Senator Frank Ginn out there on the re-election campaign trail. The briefest of breaks back with more. Classic today, WGA. What led you to the, pursue the legislature the first time around? Well, you know, uh, had a had a great friend that said either you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And for me, because I've had the experience in local government and, and addressed a lot of problems that people deal with on the local level, I thought I could use that experience to go to the state and help. If you remember, uh, 14 years ago, we were looking at, at Fourteen uh, percent unemployment. We were looking at, at people losing their homes. There were so many things. No, the, that were the Great Recession, so called, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Upside down, and and for me, the, the uh, uh, I said, hey, I, I think I can help, and uh, decided that that uh, I wanted to do something on a bigger scale. And for me, the uh, that was what motivated me to help solve the problem on the state level. And today, I look at where we're at. And we've been able to to push unemployment down to below three percent. The, uh, when you've got everybody working together, said the, uh, and there's not that uh, section uh, that's not pulling their weight, that everybody's paying into the system, we can pay a lower rate. 
And that's why we've been able to lower taxes. We're lowering the tax burden to the individual. And those are the things that, for me, uh, mean a lot. We've been able to provide uh, better services to the citizens. We're improving our transportation. We're improving all of the, the different qualities of life, you, uh, expanding your freedoms, those types of things. Uh, you mentioned uh, the, the, the budget situation and, and the tax rebate, I guess, is the right way to say this. Uh, somebody's I, get, I keep getting a note from a friend of mine. He's down home. Tell me about those stimulus checks the state sent. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. These ain't stimulus checks. This is not Washington money that they're printing up. This is money that people overpaid to state government. They paid more. We sent more to Atlanta than Atlanta needed to operate the state government for a year. So, so you folks are sending some of it back. Uh, when do those checks go out or do you know? They're actually going out right now those checks are, are direct deposit some of them some of them are checks but it's real money it's not we're printing money we, we don't have a printing press like the federal government the, these are your tax dollars that we're turning back to the citizens and and so if you paid in taxes they, they, uh, that money's coming back to you because the state uh, we had an excess and and for me it, it is your money so we want to make sure that you know how you want to spend it well, now, that said, Senator, again, a lot of that money that was printed up there in D.C., all those stimulus dollars, American Rescue, whatever we call it, uh, a lot of that money did land in the legislature and at the local government level to the point where we got local governments and to some extent state government that, that every budget cycle out there trying to find quarters under sofa cushions suddenly having to think up things to do with all of this money. It, it's fair to say, is it not, that some of those federal dollars helped you folks address this year's budget? They, uh, I'm going to tell you, Tim, one of the things that those federal dollars, all they did was drive up inflation. Said they, uh, when we look at, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And, and when the feds start printing money, all that means is our money's worth less. When I look at what's going on on the Washington uh, side of politics, it, it's not pretty. And that's where, uh, as we look at our economy, they, they can send us into a, a downward spiral, whether you want to call it a recession or depression. It depends on whether it's you or your neighbor <laughs> that's lost their job. For me, I want to try to make sure that as we move forward in, in here, we're talking about real money and real jobs and real things that help uh, our Georgia citizens. You know, somebody told me once, that if you want to hear Governor Kemp, Brian Kemp, if you want to hear him use words you can't say on the radio, ask him about going to Washington in some capacity or other. Has that ever occurred to you? You mentioned Washington. Maybe Congress. Has that ever crossed your mind? Uh, no, sir. So not at all. I'm, I'm uh, elated to, to uh, live here in Georgia. You know, those folks that go to Washington, I, I pity them. So they, uh, <laughs> it is a, a very tough job. I know that We've, we've had uh, some great uh, folks on the, the federal level, but that's a different uh, pond that I don't want to swim in. So what do you have left to do? Again, you mentioned you, you, you came on board. Uh, the first election, I guess, would have been 2008 and running for another term now. What's left to do legislatively? Well, you, you know, you're always trying to make life better. Said so For me, I'm an old 4-H'er, <clears throat> and the motto of 4-H, you may remember, is to make the best better. Well, we live in the best state. One of the things I was proud to do as the chairman of Economic Development and Tourism a long time ago, was get Georgia recognized as the number one state in the nation to do business. For me, we've been able to keep that that in effect here in Georgia for the last eight years. The uh, You know, one of the things when you get to number one, there's a lot of people that are coming after you. So it gives you good competition to move the state forward. 
By what criteria, by the way? We hear that, and the governor says it in virtually every speech. What criteria are we talking about? Here's one thing, okay, we're a low-tax state compared to California, New Jersey, some of the others. What besides that? Well, Tim, I'll encourage you to check the quality of life, what's going on here in Georgia, what we do with our parks, recreation, what we do with libraries, what we do with education. What we do, go get get your dark glasses on, close your eyes, and go let somebody drive you across any of the state lines between Georgia and our surrounding states. If you can't feel it in your seat <laughs> as you drive, the potholes and other things that are going on in other oh, states around us, our, our transportation network, we have the, the oh, biggest port, best port the uh, on the eastern seaboard, said the, it's the largest single port in the country. When we start looking at those types of things, that's what drives industry. We look at Atlanta Hartsfield, said they, uh, oh, what's going on with it? We've got so many assets, and we've got to continue to, to improve because the competition is pretty stuff, stiff. We, we look at what's going on across the, the world. We compete globally. Oh, it's all what's going on here in, in Georgia, but for me, I'm, I'm proud to say we are the number one state because of so many different factors. Uh, you mentioned Senator Frank again, uh, the roads, and it, it, by some metric or other, I read this years ago, and I, I, at last I knew it was still the case, the DOT, the Georgia DOT, spending more per capita, I think it was, than most any other state in terms of road maintenance. Now, that money, a big chunk of it comes from the state gas tax, which for the moment we have suspended. Uh, of course, that's going to lapse at the end of the month. Uh, you can't suspend that tax indefinitely, and those high gas prices we're paying now about to get even higher. Well, that, that's true, but, you know, this is where, to me, we talk about the different levels of government, whether it be on the federal, the state, or the local. This is one that, unfortunately, when the current administration came in federally and immediately stopped the uh, uh, drilling and, and stopped the pipelines and stopped the things there, what do you expect? That kind of mistake is where we really hurt uh, all of our American citizens, not just those in Georgia. Again, State Senator Frank Ginn, uh, running for another term, would like to spend at least another couple of years as a state senator. Do you have, by the way, do you have any kind of a finish line in mind, or are you just taking this term by term, day by day, election by election? You know, for me, I, I'm excited to to see the improvements that we've made in Georgia. When I, I know it's it's disappointing to me to lose some of the great folks that I have in the district that are serving in the House right now. Said they uh, we're losing Terry England, Tommy Benton. You know, those are folks that those have, folks are retiring. They, they're retiring. They've decided not to run anymore. And, and I know that, you know, that decision will, will be one that, that is always out there for me, whether it's driven by the voters or, or a decision <laughs> of my own. That's one of the things that for me, uh, I think that, that uh, when you, you don't enjoy it anymore and you don't feel like you're making a difference, you need to step down. For me, they, uh, there's so many different things. And uh, I can tell you that, that whether it's, it's, Oh, I see a lot of legislators that when they get there, because of the low pay of the legislature, it's only $17,342 a year. Said A lot of people get there in the first term, they realize, I can't live the uh, and run a business the, uh, at home that's not... Especially these guys, it's it's not even easy for you driving in from Madison County or Franklin County, but these folks, you're driving up from Waycross? For seventeen thousand dollars a year, leaving your your office and your family, that 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 we don't spend enough time. We people like me don't spend enough time thinking about that. Well, and and this is where for me, uh, we we I introduced legislation with some colleagues to allow the voters in Georgia to set the salary of the legislature. 
And for me, those those are things that that uh, when you start looking, <clears throat> most people think if you go ask a crowd of a hundred people, you'll see a lot of people that think we're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> said they, a matter of fact, my opponent, uh, one of them, the the mail pieces that put out said I I was making a hundred eighty thousand dollars in salary. Well, the, the truth is is that seventeen thousand three hundred forty two dollars times. 11 something years <laughs> that gets you to $180,000. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> okay. you know, let's, let's, let's put a little fact into the picture. But for me, I, I do think that it is important that the average person should be able to run for office and serve. We're a citizen legislature. And one of the things for me, I want to try to make sure that not just the elite, not just the retired, but but your average citizen can run and serve in the legislature. Uh, FrankGinn.com, and that's uh, G-I-N-N, FrankGinn.com is the campaign website. A week to go, you think in runoff, you're preparing for a runoff, or you think this thing ends on next week? Well, you know, you never know. That's one of those things when you have three people in the race. And the uh, you you run like you're ten points behind. You never slow down and and try to never look back. You know, I'm always looking for where we are. So uh, I'll be prepared for whatever happens uh, a week from today. And I'd encourage the voters to really, you know, they're the ones that decide. So for me, if you want to have a positive impact in Georgia and a positive campaign, look at where where I've been. I'm the 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 one that's in the race that has a track record. You know the issues. So for me, I want to try to make sure that we get the voters out. They're the ones that decide. All right, again, frankgen.com, the website, State Senator Frank Gen. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Best of luck on Tuesday, you.